Welcome to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. My name is Emily Jaminette, and I'm here in studio with Michelle Family. Hello, Emily. It's so great to be here. It is so great to be here, and I'm really excited about our topic today, helping our families grow in faith. I mean, what could be a better topic than that? Because if you know anything about Michelle and I, we first our first vocation is wife and mother. So this is very near and dear to us about the importance of growing in our faith. But we're not just going to talk about our stories. We're going to really dive deeper into this topic with a good friend of ours, Tammy Kaiser. And we'll introduce her in a few minutes and what makes her so special. Not only that she has 10 children, but she has an amazing apostolate and retreat center and really ministers to families. So I'm excited to tap her wisdom and understand, you know, what she what she's learned over the years and and how to pass that on to her own families. So what a gift this is. And you know, I I was thinking we can tell, you know, the listeners a little bit about our families so they get to know us a little better. So for those of you who don't know me personally, I'm the oldest of eight kids. My dad is a deacon. And my brother is also actually a deacon and hopefully will be, God willing, ordained this spring a priest. So um, we've had, you know, I've been blessed to live in a um, devoutly Catholic family. My parents had a conversion when I was in second grade and got very involved with the church. And it's been such a blessing to have that faith passed on to me and then now to to my children. And I know you had a similar experience, Emily. I know. I think one of the things that makes our friendship unique is we both come from cradle Catholic families, when, which means that our parents have been striving to pass on that faith. And as a result, that's um, a high priority in our own families. So I'm the second of four children. Uh, we all still live here in Columbus, Ohio. And my brother, my older brother is a Catholic priest here in the diocese. So that's pretty amazing to be able to see how much our our vocations complement each other, a vocation of service. Um, And I don't know if you mentioned that you have four children, but Michelle has four and I have seven. So a lot of times I come to Michelle for like, big families are loud, big families, like there's a lot of food. And um, I learned a lot of suggestions from things that her mom had to say, because we kind of flip flopped in, um, in this, but it's really important, all families of all sizes and in all complexities, that there is special grace for every family. So this is a great topic, because it's about hope. And um, Michelle, tell us about the, uh, you found a great quote that I think that we need to elaborate a little bit more about, um, about families. Yeah, this is from Pope Paul VI. And he said, the family, like the church, ought to be a place where the gospel is transmitted and from which the gospel radiates. In a family which is conscious of this mission, all the members evangelize and are evangelized. The parents not only communicate the gospel to their children, but from their children, they themselves can receive the same gospel as deeply lived by them. And such a family becomes the evangelizer of many other families and of the neighborhood of which it forms part. So how cool is that? Like our families, that as we as parents teach our children the faith and live out our faith as a family, we then evangelize our neighborhoods and our communities. And that's how the gospel spreads. And that's such a, it sounds so simple, but so profound. Isn't that true? I really like the word radiate. I think that's a word in which we can all kind of pause and ponder about, you know, a lot of times the news shares the bad news, you know, and, and things that are going wrong in neighborhoods, and you're always kind of scanning. But there's so much good that can come from one practicing Catholic family. And I think one of the things we've heard the most is these amazing stories 
over the years where somebody invited someone to a women's conference or, you know, invited them to start coming to a, a women's prayer group or attending mass or, you know, coming to RCIA. These invitations begin through relationships. So you can't underestimate um, the importance of the family unit and how it also is a stabilizing block of society. You know, I once said it's like the the base cell of society in which we all go through um, the family. So no family is perfect. That's mine sure was not. But the truth is we learn in those imperfect moments and we really are able to um, be a better version because they, our family definitely points out our strengths and our weaknesses. Yeah. And you know, you talk about, you know, people being touched by a family. I know my husband was touched by your family. In fact, I met my husband at Emily's wedding at Chuck and Joanne's um, at their yard in the after party. And the first thing he started telling me about was this thing called Christ cake and prayer. And I'm like, what is this guy talking about? But it was such a cool idea. So you have to tell everybody about what CCP is. Well, my mom was always wanting to evangelize our friends. So she was always coming up with these little ideas. So one was CCP, Christ Cake and Prayer. So we, she would make a cake and she would, we would pray the rosary. And you know what? Over the years, looking back, there were a lot of people that came to Christ Cake and Prayer that probably didn't even know how to pray the rosary, but they were willing because they thought like, wow, the Will, the Wilsons are doing something here. So I think that's a neat, um, a neat reminder that it doesn't always have to be a formal program, but it definitely is about relationship. And because of that, I mean, you met Matt and you were able to, um, you know, we were able to build this friendship and then really build out a ministry of evangelization and be here today. So families, we need to believe that there's, there's fundamental hope for all families. They can be restored, they can be healed, and that they can really be um, transformed through living out authentic faith. Yeah, I was just, I was actually sharing with Emily the other day, you know, that my my dad sent me this picture of us on Easter Sunday. And one thing that was really instilled in my heart as a child is every holiday, my parents took us to the soup kitchen and we didn't serve. We were there, we played the guitar and we sang. So we had all these cutesy little kid songs and there was, you know, all the, at the time, I think in this picture, there was like seven of us and we played the guitar, we sang and it wasn't even that we had to be there at the soup kitchen. The soup kitchen would go on without the Krillage family there singing, but it was just that example of this is what's important. This is what, and we did that on Christmas. We did it on Easter. You know, these are the major holidays. I didn't go home, get to go home after church and play with my toys. We went to the soup kitchen and, and saw what other people's life was like. And I thought that was something that was really deeply rooted in, in my heart to to, the, the, to then share, you know, how, you know, that as we now as our family to, to, to care for the poor and what a, what a gift that was to, to see, have that example. Well, when Michelle told me that story, I kept thinking, that's a lot of effort, like, right? Because it does take a lot of effort to get your kids to do such service, but it's worth it. And I think that's um, one of those important highlights that I really applaud your parents for. Well, we are going to be transitioning into the next segment of our program where we get to invite a guest. And I think that is, um, this is probably one of my absolute favorite parts. But first, I want to be able to break for just a minute and to tell you that you are listening to Inspired by Faith, a program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. My name is Emily Jaminette. I am here in studio with Michelle Fanley, and we are talking about helping our families grow in faith. And now we're excited to bring on our guest, Tammy Kaiser. 
Hey, guys. It was so nice to hear those stories about how you guys grew up in that kind of family. That's just just beautiful. Oh, my gosh. I'm so inspired. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Tammy is a writer, speaker, online Catholic women's conference planner, dance teacher, video producer, wife, and mother of 10. Today, is Tammy is calling us from her home in South Carolina, where she, where she and her husband have recently started a new endeavor. They have opened Heart Ridge Family Retreat and Cultural Center. So, Tammy, we are so excited to have you online and for you to share with us a bit about everything you're doing and how, you know, how we can be inspired to help our families. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. And I tell you... Um, what a road it has been for my husband and I to get to this point where, you know, just everything has come to this point right now in our life. I feel God has prepared us, you know, with all these different things. Like, you read all that list of stuff that <laughs> I do. My gosh, that's nauseating. <laughs> but really, um, I'm, I'm here now at this point, and I think I'm going to use all that, that knowledge and all those little gifts and things that, that God has given me to do to come to this point right now where I'm, I'm running a retreat center. It's, it's kind of, um, I don't want to say ironic, but, you know, it sounds like, you know, 10 kids and all that stuff. Like, I've just been running and busy and just doing, doing, doing my whole life. And now I finally just get to sit and relax and rest. I'm at a retreat center. It is beautiful here. I'm in the mountains. The Internet stinks. I mean, it's, it's just great, you know. And I, I pray and... I walk around our lake and say the rosary, so um, I don't know. I just It's just been beautiful, and, and I really want to help our society today learn how to rest and relax and, and pray. We're just so frantic, and I want us all to you know, get better relationships with each other and particularly with our families. Well, that's the perfect uh, tie-in for my question, because in your first book was titled Smart Martha. Can you tell us a little bit about what it means, a tip or two that you would pass on to a woman about to being a smart Martha? Well, sure. Um, like, I, you know, like we said, when I was a young mom, we just had a lot of children. We were trying to be very faithful to God and opened our lives to him and, and loved all the children he would bring us. And it was quite harmful. It really was. We were just really busy. And and I felt like I was such a Martha. You know, I just felt like I sort of had to run around and do all this stuff. And, and so much I was just sort of paying attention to, you know, like the Martha in the Bible story, just getting the dishes done and just getting dinner on the table and just getting the kids out the door with sort of matching socks, that kind of thing. And, and I just really, um, you know, I just tried to pray a lot about it and, and see what, you know, what, what, does, what does that really mean to that, that story in the Bible actually just really, really struck me. And I'm like, yeah, I'm such a Martha. I've got to learn to be more like Mary, or I'm just, I'm not going to survive. I'm just going to have this anxious life all the time like Martha had. Um, and, you know, I was thinking of tips. You know, you said tips. And, you know, I used to do Smart Martha Talks, and occasionally I'll, I'll give one here and there, but... Um, People love, like, organization tips, so I always start, like, a lot of my talk with organization tips. So I wanted to share an organization tip with everyone from all my experience with kids and now grandkids. Um, towards the end of the evening, before dinner or after dinner, I often feel, like, just so overwhelmed with the house being such a mess. You know, it's just we're so tired. The kids are a little bit cranky. And you look around the house, and it's just like, ugh, you know, you've got dishes in the sink, 
So my, my Smart Martha tip for today is we do this thing called a 10-minute tidy, all right? And all it is is after dinner, every single person in the house, even the two-year-old, has to work for 10 minutes. Lately, we've moved ours to 15 because my family has shrunk. You know, I've got this empty nest going on. But like 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes if your house is really a mess. It's not too long. But we set the timer. Sometimes we'll play a song. And for 10 minutes, usually my husband gets the dishes, someone clears. But we sort of start in the kitchen and we move to the rest of the house. And it is amazing what can get done in 10 minutes' time. And then you sort of start your evening routine, the bedtime routine, um, there's order. It just seems so much more peaceful in the house. And then when you wake up in the morning, you wake up to a clean house, which does wonderful things for your morale. And then for me, it's just knowing that, yeah, this is a mess, but if I just give 10 minutes, everything can be okay, and everything can sort of come back into order again. And I just sort of remember that. And then you make this a habit. So that's my Smart Martha tip. That, of course, we're, we're here. Yeah, we're here to talk more about the Mary side of things, aren't we? That's okay. That's an awesome tip, actually. I am totally <laughs> going to use that because that is my night. And then I look at that sink overflowing, and then I realize, yeah. oh, but the dishwasher's still full. So now I've got to unload the dishwasher and do this. Right. And I have like ninety things. And you know what? A lot of times I'm like, forget it. I'm just going to bed. I'll deal with it in the morning. And then you wake up and you look at that disgusting sink full of dishes, and you're like irritated, and you start off the day terribly, right, in a bad mood. So yep. that is yep. a great tip. And you know what? Then while you're doing those dishes, right, pray some praise and worship or something. And, you know, it's it's actually kind of fun. We use Alexa. Like, hey, Alexa, and we'll pick a funny song and make it a dance routine. But yes, sure, we, sure. Yeah, we do want to talk about the, being the Mary. So if you've got, I know sure. you've given some great tips on talks on prayer and, you know, really being able to become more like Mary and sitting and listening to Christ um, instead of being a Martha all the time. Right, because as as married women and moms, we actually can't be just Mary all the time. You know, as St. Francis of Rome says, a woman has to leave the altar and find Jesus in her housework. You know, we can't just, like, you know, sit and pray all the time. And when we hear that story, it sounds like, well, that's what Jesus prefers. Well, he does prefer us to spend time with him. Of course he prefers that. But as St. Teresa of Avila said when she was talking about Martha and about St. Martha, Thank goodness that there is a St. Martha because the Lord got a meal that day. You know, had St. Martha not done her gifts, Jesus would have been hungry and all those people would have been hungry. So um, we need both. We need that balance. So, like, the first tip that I like to give is, first thing, just to show that it's your first priority of the day and that it doesn't get, you know, pushed to the side, is that we spend time with Jesus right when you get up in the morning. We be Mary right when we get up in the morning, be at Jesus' feet. And that's going to look different for people. You're going to do what feels the best for you, what builds that relationship with Jesus best for you. Um, five minutes, 30 minutes, whatever works. If it's going to a Mass in the morning, if it's saying the rosary. But first thing first, get that, that quiet time at Jesus' feet. Be that Mary. And then from that source, from that relationship of Jesus, we will look for Him the rest of the day. Find Him in the dishes. Find Him in our other tasks that we need to do. Maybe find other times when we can actually sit back down at His feet again, say, say in the Angelus at noon or something like that. But I think it's so important that we start the day with that. Now, the second tip is also like a Mary tip, and that is we need to observe the Sabbath. You know, God gives us a whole day that we can sort of be like Mary. 
one day out of seven, we need to be like Mary on that day. And I'm just going to put that out there, and you can sort of, you know, pray about it, let that be on your conscience a little bit. I mean, God commands us to follow a Sabbath. You know what I mean? And it's a gift for us to do that. He knows how much we need time to rest, relax, sit at Jesus' feet, um, be with our family, find Jesus in the face of our children on that day. I recommend being out in nature on that day. Go outside, take a walk, see, see God in, in creation. So um, that's like a whole day being Mary. Now, out of those times in our week, um, those help us just really see that um, what Jesus was criticizing Martha for was that she was anxious. She was just like a busybody. And we know people like that, and we, you know, we know what that's like. We've been like that. And so I think if we have this peace about us from that relationship with Jesus, we won't be anxious. So sure, we, we will get our dishes done, and, and we will, you know, take, to, to do the things that we need to do, but we'll do it in not an anxious way. So the third tip I would say, so the first one, first thing, first thing prayer, second one is obey the Sabbath. The third one is, you know, make sure your day is not, like, anxious-producing. We need to, like, just chill out in our day. We pack our schedule so full of stuff that you, you can't help but be frantic. You can't help be stressed out if you're running here to there, and you don't have time to find Jesus and be like Mary because you have so much to do. So that's, like, probably my third, probably the most practical tip about, you know, not falling into that Martha trap is, what can you do to clear your day out? When you start to feel that frantic, stressful feeling in your day, look at your schedule. What can you clear out? And, of course, it's different for everybody. And, and pray. Use that morning time to pray about it. Get rejuvenated on the Sabbath. And then try to live the rest of your life with that, you know, serving Jesus, doing those dishes that you need to do. Wow, that was really, really helpful. Michelle and I were both taking notes. And hopefully our <laughs> listeners pass the show along to others who, um, like ourselves, need to hear that. Now, maybe this is a good time to transition, you know, because we only have a few more minutes, but I'd really like to learn sure. more about Heart Ridge Family Retreat Center. So you, you decided to open this. Was this kind of a fulfillment of being able to give women and families this experience of, of a place of resting? You know, tell us about it. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's quite a miraculous story in and of itself. It's miraculous how we found the place. It, it used to be a Baptist reform school for girls. So, you know, because we're in South Carolina, we're in the Bible Belt here, and, and this reform school used some, just, I don't know, they're very fundamentalist, they used some questionable methods, but they sort of got chased out of the area, let's put it that way. And this place was in such disrepair. Um, so for the last, you know, we, and we bought it, we, we signed on March 19th, the Feast of St. Joseph. We had a devotion to St. Joseph. And here's just another short story. And I'll have, you know, I'll, I used to tell people just go to the website. It's www.heartwitchministries.com. But sort of the long, short story is that, you know, we are seeking a place for people to come and rest and find Jesus, including families. We both had experiences of going to family camps and thought that those were great for our family, and we wanted to make that more available. And we wanted to sort of give our own spin to it, just sort of our own gifts and, and sort of what would 
we thought maybe people would like as well that weren't in these other programs. And so we just prayed about it. Um, and like I said, through, that, through St. Joseph, his intercession, and isn't it beautiful that it's the year of St. Joseph, too? Through his intercession, um, he brought to the, us this place, and we were able to buy it. What so a gift. That's, that's a long, I mean, I've been skipping everywhere. I feel like I've just been, like, vomiting information about the retreat center to you and not really telling too much about it. But there's, there's just so much I want to say, and I feel, like, so frantic to try to get everything out. Well, so families can Mars, come. I keep talking. Yeah. No, so families <laughs> yes. can come. Individuals can come. And w- can they rent a cabin, or is it... One big, maybe just in a, a sentence or two. Sure. Is it a lodge, a cabin? Is there a lake? What 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 there will the Jaminettes do? <laughs> there is, and this is the miraculous thing about it. There's even a gym here, so there's an indoor basketball court. We have a craft room. I love to paint. So we aren't only going to offer retreats. We want to offer it as a cultural center. So we'll have performances, drama performances, music performances. We have a music studio here where we can record. So we're going. We're trying to, to evangelize to this new, I would say, young adult culture as well as, and, and the young adult families as well, um, and try to have something that's very appealing to them. And so through these events of, of nature, we're in the most beautiful part of the country, I think. The highest percentage of waterfalls are here in this place. So we're in these mountains, and there's waterfalls and all kinds of beautiful nature. So through nature and through the arts, we want people to come here and just um, be open to receiving what God has to show them in their lives. And, oh. yes, yeah, so we're going to – a family program is a summer program. So you know how you send your kids to summer camp? We're going to ask you to send the whole family to summer camp. So it's not just the kids who get to have fun and swim in the lake and go on canoes and stuff like that. The whole family gets to do that. And there's just a little bit of a, you know, we'll spend time in doing group things that you have to discuss things with your family. So you'll have some bonding things that way, but nothing too heavy. It's just the opportunity to come together and, and have fun and then be, be with other Catholic families. So you have a little community for a week. So you kind of feel what that is like. And so that's our vision for over the summer. The whole summer we want to be open to these family camps. And then for the rest of the year, it's for, it's for our diocese. Um, it's for anybody who wants to come rent some of the buildings. We have houses now that are on Airbnb that people can rent and come here and just make their own retreat. We even offer a, a retreat in a bag for families. So if you wanted to come for a little weekend in the fall or spring or even winter, you come and you can take this little bag and it has some suggested activities. And all the while, we're in the midst of all these incredible hikes and waterfalls and all kinds of things that you can see in the area. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Tammy. And I know our listeners will include that in the notes that they'll be able to find you at Heartridge Family Ministries. And um, we just thank you for spending time with us. Thank you. Now, well, thank you for the opportunity for, to share this new venture that I'm on. So yes, I appreciate that. Prayers so heading your way. Well, in this final section, you know, we, we love this section because it's about the sisterhood of saints and the importance of connecting with um, really the sisters of saints with the saints. And, you know, we don't have a whole lot of time because we really have been focusing on the family. But one of the saints that is really important is the importance of St. Mary, Margaret Mary Alacoque. And this is a saint from the 1670s. This is a saint that received the apparitions from our Lord Jesus. And really from this devotion 
um, came about a great renewal of even society because we went back to loving Christ because as we know, he first loved us. And in return, we take that love and we spread it to others. So I'm, I'm just excited that we can really seek her intercession. Yeah, what a beautiful saint. And I know you are the local expert on um, St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, along with Father Stosh and, and the Sacred Heart Devotion. So give us in a quick nugget, Emily, why you should enthrone your home to the Sacred Heart, how it has helped your family. It has absolutely helped my family. And I think that's a gift that on St. Gabriel, we have the first Friday radio program that affirms that when we welcome Jesus into our homes through enthronement to the Sacred Heart, we place the image in a predominant place. Jesus wants to be in that messiness. He wants to give us those graces and he wants to be able to transform our families. So I, you know, St. Margaret Mary Alacoque is the saint who exposed, gave us this idea of expose and honor. And as a result, we can, you know, continue that legacy through enthronement. And what's the website to be thrown your home? Welcomehisheart.com. Check it out. We did it to the families and we loved it. So um, thanks everyone to being able to join us today. And, you know, we're going to go ahead and close with a quick prayer. Most holy heart of Jesus and Mary, united in perfect love, as you look upon us with mercy and caring, we consecrate our hearts, our lives, our family to you. We know the beautiful example of your home in Nazareth was meant to be a model for each of our families. We hope to have, with your help, the unity of strong, enduring love you gave to one another. Most sacred hearts of Jesus and Mary, hear our prayer. Sacred heart of Jesus and Mary, pray for us. Amen. Amen. And you are listening to Inspired by Faith, the program of the Columbus Catholic Women's Conference. I'm Michelle Fanley, and I'm behalf of myself and Emily Jaminette, we thank you for joining us and we hope your lives are transformed and we see you next time.